All right, what's up, people? What's up, people? How's it going? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna sing this whole time. Hey guys, I'm here with my friend Adasia. What's up? We've been friends for like three years and met through a mutual yeah. friend, and we always have so much fun when we hang out. We do. So yeah. I was like, we have to have sushi a for days. Sushi. The last time we met up, we ate at Ian. Was it Ian O Kitchen? Yeah, Ian O Kitchen. That's what it's Hyde called. Park. Shout out. Yes. Sponsored by. <laughs> That would be nice. Actually, oh, I'm cropping it out unless we're getting sponsored. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that funny. No, that was so much fun. But today we wanted to kind of dive into, and I kind of want everyone to get to know you a little bit better as a person. Yeah. So if you want to, like, introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do and the big sure. leap you just took, and then we're going to dive into our topic today. Yes. Which we just decided what we're talking about, so it's completely off the cuff, but that's yep. just the way we like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I um, am a kids pastor at a church called Elevate, and it is in north of Cincinnati, Westchester area, and I just recently, today, first day, full-time. That's Literally, so exciting. so pumped. Um, I have had so many part-time jobs with this, but, you know, you just stay at it. You work hard, faithful, you do it, you know? How did it bleed into becoming full-time so, I feel like it was, it probably wasn't quickly, but I feel like it was like, I blinked in and it's like, oh my gosh, today is full time. This is so cool. Yeah, no, I definitely like, I guess from my perspective, it felt pretty long just because like right out of high school, I knew um, we were building a church and I was like, I want to totally be a part of this. And so I did an internship for three years and um, yeah, and ministry just has always been the main like thing since high school for me. So finally, like stepping into full time and not having to like nanny or like, I worked for an eye doctor, like totally interesting situations, but it was just a very like, all right, we're it in this. It, it worked. worked. Here. Yeah. You so, have to be thankful for that. Four years coming, like really crazy, but I'm so excited. Sometimes it's weird to think I'm actually here right now. I always I thought I would never get there and here I am. I am existing right and That's now. why we wanted to talk about today, getting outside of your comfort zone and being okay with being uncomfortable. As we all know, like 2020 was a very uncomfortable year for circumstances that we didn't really care for, yeah. but circumstances that happened to us. But even just you saying ever since high school, you wanted to go into ministry, like you don't meet, at least me when I was in high school, I didn't know anybody in high school that was like, I'm going into ministry. When I like walked sure. across the stage, nobody's board said that at all. Yeah. I didn't even have any friends that were going into ministry. You'll see people that are going into nursing or they're going into engineering or whatever they're going into, which is yeah. great. Or college, which was not my Yeah, not my know. forte. Yeah. Not your forte. For but sure. we I don't know about you, but I never felt like that was okay. I felt that, yeah. Yeah. So I today we just wanted to talk about getting uncomfortable and normalizing uncomfortability and even just how you want to go into that. And you told me your parents weren't totally all for it. Yeah, and it was not really like the norm for you. For sure. Like my like background was very interesting just because um, like my grandma raised me. And so like my parents weren't necessarily fully in my life, but I always like love people and like I just love people. I love like being around people. You can say I'm an extrovert, but I have my introverted moments. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone feels that. But like I um, like growing up, that was my thing. And um, my parents necessarily didn't go to church. But I had family members that did that brought me to where I'm at. And I always went to a private school. So it was just, like, normal in a way. In some capacity of, like, being in a Christian school, it was, like, 
not everyone did ministry, but I was like, oh, like, Deja, cool. Like, she loves people. Like, no one would think that it any different. Sense. It made sense. But for my family, thinking the most, the people that are closest to you, like, some of them didn't agree with that. And they were a little, like, not sure, off-put about Deja, like, needs to be successful. Like, she didn't have the best family situation, so she needs to go to college, do all of the things that in society would be correct like right. does that make sense like you have to take care of yourself so this is the proper way to do exactly. it exactly so going out and doing something that you know against what my grandma technically would think with time she's noticed obviously that this is literally everything like mm -hmm. the perfect situation the lord has totally provided exactly where i'm at today and i wouldn't have wanted it any other way neither would she but like in the process of stepping out and being uncomfortable my family were was just like, come on, like you could have done this totally so many different ways. But when you follow the Lord and his plan, like it's never how you what people would dream it to be because it's so different from the world. You know, yeah. like it's not a popular thing. You don't meet everybody on the street and they're like, I'm in ministry for sure. You don't hear that a lot. So they're probably instant reaction. It was kind of like when I stopped going to college to pursue photography, my family is like, you can't make art forever and make money. You exactly. know, they loved me and I knew they loved me, but they just didn't understand that one, that was my passion and two, that that's actually a doable action and I'm doing a great job for myself. It just doesn't look like what everyone else thought my life was going to look like. Yeah. And they probably didn't think your life was going to look like that either, but it's hard to trust your gut. Like mm -hmm. when you probably were going against the grain a little bit, like it's tough enough to step out and be uncomfortable, but then to have other people in your corner that aren't necessarily in your corner but they're there like hey are you sure and you're like yeah. yeah I'm sure you have to like assure yourself you don't have that support to be like you're doing a great job this is where you need to be but you just have to trust that you're in the right space right and it's 100% like it takes people like us that want to do what's different to normalize the things that are they don't have to be you know like, they don't have to be different like, like going to your college doesn't have to be the answer like there's just so many different ways of going about what you want to do and what you feel called to and sometimes with time like the people that love you most only want you to have the best situation you know mm -hmm. and when you step out and you do it like they they're gonna be like wow mm -hmm. uh, yeah like you know i think especially with just such a situation like just stepping out and doing what people don't necessarily want you to do or like, I don't know how to necessarily word that, but like things that not everyone will agree on, but with time and love and seeing the Lord fill those like gaps, they're going to be like, okay, like it makes sense. It makes sense. The Lord is behind it and whatever that looks like for you. And it just, I don't works. know about you, but I've always been a jumper. Like if I have an opportunity, I'm like, I'm doing it. And yes. if I fail, yes. <laughs> that really sucks. And I hope I don't fail at a lot of things I do, but I failed many times in many different sure. areas, but I've always just jumped and been like, this is my chance to do this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes opportunities will just be there and we're like, well, should we do it? I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. And then just giving it the chance, giving it the opportunity. If it doesn't work out. Right. Okay. On to the next thing. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to try, but I am the kind of person, and you probably are too, where it's like I would have hated to live my whole life and to never have known the potential of the dreams that I had. Yeah. And I always wondering what it would have been like, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, I can think every moment of my life where I had a decision. Like, you do it or you don't. And every time I did it, I never regretted it, even if it wasn't ideal, like how it turned out or like – 
however that looks like. But, you know, there would be moments where like I like moved out right at 18 and wasn't sure I didn't have a credit score. I didn't know what any of that was. <laughs> like I had roommates and we made it work. Like no one teaches us what a credit no. score is. <laughs> like it's I'm the most still... important part of adulthood and none of you guys taught me this. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like in taxes and all that, but yeah, like all of that, like you, there's moments where it's just like, I had the mental decision, like moving to Cincinnati, how to do it, like how to move out, leave my grandma and like, you know, empty nesting and you know there's some things where it's like I was like oh, maybe I should stay and go to Wright mm -hmm. State like you know I remember I mean? you talking to me about this because we were I think yeah right? we were like yeah. conversating about we this were. and you had told me you know you were moving out and this was a huge change for it me was because yeah that was your comfort and in a sense she took care of you you wanted to take care of her yeah and I knew that that was a priority for you but at the same time I honored your ability to go for what you wanted, although you could have stayed comfortable for sure. and stayed there. And I think you challenged yourself by doing that. And that had to have been so uncomfortable oh. to be like, I'm leaving and I'm 18. I didn't leave when I was 18. I mean, to be really real, like there was nights I cry like so much because it's like my grandma had sacrificed so much for me. <laughs> and to think that I had to, um, you know, do something that she didn't dream of for yeah. me. And, you know, and it's hard, especially, like, I'm sure a lot of people could relate, like, if your family doesn't understand the Lord and you're going to church or whatever that looks like. But pursuing ministry and doing all that, like, you know, the enemy, like, will want to confuse you and make you think, you know, oh, my goodness, like, are you doing the right thing? It's like, the guilt is trip. It? It's is the, this it? It's the constant second guessing it almost yep. makes you feel guilty and when you're someone that cares a lot about other people's opinions like I care about other people's opinions of me I would like to say I don't care there are some things I'm like I'll brush it off whatever people are gonna think what they think but yeah. at the same time I care about the people I care about and I want the people that care about me yes and that I care about especially the like, ones you that. care most about like you yeah. want like I their support yes yeah yes and I know she supported me 100% but there was nights where I like we fought and it was just not pretty and like She's the one opinion I cared most about, mm -hmm. but with like, so it's just so cool how the Lord works is like his timing is so perfect. And with time, like later, my, my, aunt, like my aunt was a huge part of me, like pursuing Jesus and all of that. And with time, when I was obedient, like the Lord knew through my obedience that my grandma will see like why the why you know like please make it make sense to her yeah cause she knows me more than anyone else in this world other than the lord like yeah. and my grandma wanted just cared for me so much wanted me to be set up so perfect by the world standards of society like college and all of that but then like when i stepped out and did the like different way and like pursued an internship moved out had it at least at 18 years old like all these different things that just stepping into adulthood i think my grandma like got it because of my obedience. So I don't know if she would really understand who the Lord is if she didn't see God work through me by doing what wasn't the perfect situation. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense yeah. to me. But my thing too is, is it ever normal to do what's uncomfortable? I right. think that's what makes it not normal. Yeah. I think it's scary. I completely agree with that. Yeah. A lot of people are scared of that. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people that would have loved or would probably love to do their dream job and it may yeah. be something that is so achievable it may not be achievable but it is achievable like you yeah, it's sure. just scary 
And that's, it's like, how do we get over that? How do we get over the fear? How do you conquer the fear? Like, how did you conquer that fear? How do you yeah. conquer the fear every day of like, hey, I have to show up and I have to be, do you feel like you have to be the best version of yourself because you're in ministry? Or how do you bring like your real self to the table and, you know, let everybody know I'm a real person Yeah. and you are too. Mm-hmm. And this is how we serve God. This is how we yeah. do this. Well, I definitely think like throughout my life and my grandma and like, um, my youth pastor who I currently work under now who started the church. I've just learned from observation of like people want what's real, you know? And like, I think that that's what changes hearts is like when I'm real and I'm going to tell you like, this is where I'm at. This is where I've been because everyone has their story. And I think that with fear that will never stop because fear is always going to be on this earth. Like Mm -hmm. when the enemy, like there's just, Something about like you can control the way you perceive a situation. And I think in that situation, I'm human. So yeah, I had fear like for sure. And I second guessed and I thought maybe college is it because everyone else is doing it or maybe I should stay home because I feel like I have to. But when you look at like all the people that behind you and like the people that have been in your corner beyond the situation in itself, like the Lord will make it happen. Like he, it's all about glory to glory, faith to faith. And that's what it's about in ministry. It's faith and believing beyond, you know? So I think mostly it's those moments when I think about the people that are in my corner, even if my grandma disagreed, she's going to love me 100%, you know, like, and that's probably what really was like hard because I didn't want to disappoint her, but I knew in the Bible, like, 100% word for word that the Lord would take care of me, you know? And beyond that, like when I make that step of faith, things change, things happen, you know? Like there's stories in the Bible all the time, like people that have this incredible faith, like Paul, like he was a part of the first generations of the church. And he, with his faith and his ability and knowing that the Holy Spirit lived in him and that he could like preach to the nations, you know? Like, that's the reason why I believe in what I believe today, because his, like, leading and what God did, called it Paul to do. It's relatable. It's so relatable. And I think because it's just a book, people see it that way. But it's not. It's totally alive, and it's in our life. And I think, um, yeah, that's honestly really at the underlining thing, like, at the end of the day, choosing to be uncomfortable is honestly just how it's going to be when you follow Jesus. And you have to accept that because it's like if I'm comfortable and I'm putting myself in this box and I'm not letting others in or like not listening to the Lord about certain things like where am I moving forward you know life is going to be uncomfortable whether you do what you want or not like I did literally do nothing uncomfortable and I'm still going to be in uncomfortable situations so I might as well choose things that are willingly uncomfortable in a way that's going to fill me Mm -hmm. rather than just letting the world make me uncomfortable because there's a lot of uncomfortable things in general about life like standards society standards anymore it's like it's not even real yeah but it exists and whether we want to acknowledge it or not just how you were even saying like covid and 2020 kind of put us in a box and we need to break out of it and there's a lot of just norms and pressures anymore that i i want to say it doesn't exist because i know in like our eternal life it's not real but in our materialistic like human life it's real like it is in our lives and it's in our world and learning to cope with it 
and go against the grain. It's hard enough to go against the grain with support. Let it, it go. For Let sure. It like, yeah. Support. No, like, 100%. It can feel like it's the harder way, you know, because you are going against the grain. And But then again, it's just, like, going back to, like, I mean, I don't know, like, the people that might be listening that don't understand the Lord or, like, may do. But at the end of the day, like, what I believe and I know is that, like, the Lord takes care of you. At the end of the day, like, no matter what walk in life, like life happens, we're human. Things are going to be uncomfortable 24-7. And going against that is even more like, you know what I'm it's saying? More uncomfortable. Well, might as well go all in. Yeah, right. right. Let's go all in. Yeah, like you just have to, like every time I did make a decision to do something that was just out of my ordinary, I never like regretted it or thought anything otherwise. It's like if it didn't work, I'm teachable. Like let other things happen. Like I want to be teachable and live this life and think, okay, like, you know, failures, it happens. Like you, you go on and you think, okay, like you got to live this life, like teachable and know that things are going to happen because we can't control a lot. And it's just like, but the things that we can control is what we do and the decisions that we make. And so in those decisions we make, and especially 2021, like, I want to live this next year thinking, okay, like 2021 kind of tried to put us in a box, try to keep us home, like, you know, totally understand some situations, but it's like going into this, this next year, I want to be in a place where like, yeah, like how am I growing? How am I continually pushing that mark of like not capping it? Like what am I capping? In There's my life? no cap. And what's no the cap. reason yeah. to cap? If nothing else, you learned something. Exactly. There's so many times I've, failed and I'm like okay cool I learned something it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt but the focus shouldn't be on what if it doesn't what if yeah. it does like what if you actually are able right. to write music and it's on the top do of it like, yeah. like, go for it like I don't think there's any limit to potential for at sure. all I think you're the limit to your potential yeah if you say I can't you're right you really can't reason with that like if you yeah. say I can't do something. You're right. And there's sometimes I've caught myself saying, I can't do. And then I'm like, I'm doing it because I said I couldn't. And now I have to do it. And I'm yeah. talking like unreasonable things. Like, you know the difference between something reasonable and not reasonable. But for sure. But if you have a dream, I 100% think you have to believe in yourself because you don't get that from everybody else all the time. Yeah. And focusing on something being uncomfortable. I think it's cool to be like, this is uncomfortable and I'm doing it. I'm pushing through it because there's a lot of life that is going to suck and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hurt. But there's so much opportunity in a lot of the things that make us uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, you have those dreams for a reason. Like, come on somebody. Like, I mean, I think there's just so many things that the Lord can put in your heart and desires he puts in your heart and do it. Like gut instincts is you real. gotta do it. Like there's like, you know, I beyond like me working at a church, like I love like art and you know, like watercolors and stuff like that. And that's been a dream in my heart. Like, what if I did like a little small shop or something, you know? And that's something I'm like challenging myself this next year, like this year, like thinking, okay, like this is something in my heart and I've pursued this before. And I did like I had an art show like two years ago. And I was like, all originals, like, did I remember. It, it, yeah, it was, like, the best. But it was one of the best days of my life because I did it. And it was one of those things you've accomplished. But it's like, okay, you do it. But then it's like, all right, you got to keep going. 
You can't just like, like this was uncomfortable, but I did it, and oh my gosh, it feels really good. It does. Once you actually get past the hump of the uncomfortability, you're yeah. like, I want to do that again. Right. Because I like I got there and yeah. I got through it for sure, and I I lived through it because we are challenged to kind of believe fear. There's a book called Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, and it's about how fear is an illusion created by the world. Like God did not create fear. God yeah, created love. For sure. And from love we exist. Fear doesn't actually exist, but it's something yeah. that it's almost like a hallucination is how she for kind sure. of portrays it wow. in the book. Like you're hallucinating when you fear something because it doesn't it's literally what you're fearing hasn't happened yet. Right. So you are incapable of actually living through that fear at the time that you're fearing it. It's a real feeling, yes, but it's not a real happening. Like it's not happening. Yeah. Like me saying, I'm really scared. I'm going to fail this test. I haven't failed it yet. I'm right. projecting that energy. Sure. So I think that's what's important is recognizing, okay, am I living out of fear mm -hmm. or am I living out of love? Because she explained that's it. That's so good. Olivia. Yeah. yeah. Like I, she explained it like a bicycle. Have you ever seen like a bicycle wheel, how there's like the center and then there's all like the spokes and it comes yeah. like out. Mm -hmm. So you are that centerpiece in the middle of that bicycle's wheel. And that's either going to be love or it's going to be fear. But in every single area, like if you were to spread your fingers out into like a high five, yeah, it trickles off into every single area of your life based upon that center. Mm -hmm. What is that center? What are you living out of? Yeah. And if you're wanting to make those uncomfortable decisions out of fear, then it's not sustainable. Yeah. You like have you to make can. them out of love. You have to make them out of good intention. You have to make them out of belief. Yeah. You have to make them out of possibility. You yeah. have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your dreams. And you have to live out of love in sure. order to fully access your capability and I think coming from a place where I think you and I care about what people think some days like I am a very like going back with my grandma like I cared a lot about what she thought but someone told me one day like imagine like being in a bonfire with people and you have chairs all around the bonfire and you want people to stick around for your fire you know what I mean and you care about this fire and it's like this is what you want and this is the dreams you have and like this fire and everything that the Lord has put in for your life like you want people to stay and watch like you want people in your corner and Absolutely. like in your circle and We're like human. yeah and so I want to so badly force people to sit in those chairs that I want to keep in those chairs you know what I mean like I want to so badly like to stay around to watch this fire to see like where this dream is going to go like, who's all here who's supporting me yeah exactly and sometimes it's hurtful it's, because there's nobody in the chair exactly and, and that's what you do. Right. And that's where you come to the end of yourself and you're like, all right, you know what? Like at the end of the day, coming from what's in the center, what are you living out of? You know? Because when you're living out of love, some days those chairs are going to be empty, but those fi that fire is going to keep going. Whether like, you know, and sometimes those fires burn out. But like at the end of the day, like when you come back to the place where what you're saying, like in the center, when you flow out of love, out of God's grace out of like peace, like, and that goes back to like how, which is like spending time with Jesus or being around people that love you and like want the best for you, you know, having that right like system of people with you. But some days it feels lonely, like going, doing the uncomfortable, like it can feel that way. But when you operate out of love and you trust in what God has put before you and his plans for your life and that you're not alone because he's in it with you but you know what I mean because you, you can want... have friends and you can have family members but they're not holding your hand walking you through exactly yeah they're not 
They're like, not. It's you and God. You may have support, and even if you have full support, right. you can still feel alone. Yeah. And even if you are alone, I hope you know you do have support. It just may not come from your inner circle, which is weird. It because is weird. Because sometimes you expect it to, but it doesn't always. Yeah. But I think it's okay to be like, okay, I'm navigating this technically, physically alone. But I'm not navigating this alone emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. Because I have more than just myself. This is more than just about me. And I think I think a lot of people can get caught up in creating a purpose because we already have a purpose for being here. Exactly. I want to make important because like you said, if my fire goes out. Yeah. But guess what? You can relight another fire. You right? Do. Like your fire could go out. You could yeah. try this. Your fire could get like, burnt I've out. I've been burnt out. Like so I mean times. everyone has. And that's just like that's the moment you just gotta do it. You gotta like I mean, it's hard to, like, revive something that you feel has died, you know? Like, mm -hmm. certain dreams or relationships or, you know, what you think your God's calling on your life. Like, whatever that looks like. It's just when you go back to the center, that's where you got to be like, what's in my heart right now? Because if what's in my heart isn't what's going to, like, if my intentions are what's going to fulfill me, like, what's going to make me like happy what's going to make me this way the world isn't going to do that like no. the world is not going to fulfill that and I think that's when we always come back to ourselves because I do all the time like sometimes I'm like I need a boyfriend like right you know and like, I know oh a lot gosh. of people relate to that like well I think it's normal too like have you ever seen that quote it's like what's in your coffee cup or whatever like what's yes. in your cup yes yes so, our world right now, guys, has taught us to look at everybody else's cup. Like, what kind of coffee did she get? What's in her cup? I want to see hers. What is, is it? Basically, <laughs> your Instagram page, right? Like, what is she doing? What is yeah. she up to? What is she? Does she have a boyfriend? Oh, she has a boyfriend. I need a boyfriend. But mm -hmm. I think when we come back and we're like, okay, back to the center, what's in my cup? Because that's what's coming out in every area, so like good. you said. So, like, I have to focus on my cup. I have to focus on my energy. I have to focus on the way I see the world. I can't control What's in my mom's cup? What's in my sister's cup? My dad's cup? Anyone's cup? But my own, right? Yeah. And those cups may spill onto me. Right. Someone may be like, "You can't accomplish that." Oh, there's a stain on my t-shirt, but I'm gonna take it off and put on a new one, and I'm gonna walk with the faith that I have in my cup. Because yes. I think you have to remember that not everybody else believes, thinks, acts the same way that you do. Nor do they sometimes necessarily, sadly, want to see you do the things that you want to do as much as you want the support. And like you're saying, sometimes you just have to go for it, mm -hmm. and you may get the support, you may not, but it not it's not about anybody else. It's about yes. doing what's best for you, doing what's best for your calling. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing a quote one time that's like, gut instincts are guardian angels. Yeah. And I feel like that. I feel like when you have something in plan on your heart or something that you want to do that's uncomfortable, you have to remind yourself that I have this feeling for a reason. This is something that I care about. And it's a guardian angel, you know, letting me know, like, hey, you should do this. Or, hey, this is wrong, whatever it is. Yeah. But it's a cool way to think about it. Like, trust your body. Trust your mind. Trust your spirit. Yeah. And know that you know what's best for you, and so does God. Right. The Lord is so, like, he's in all the details. And he, like, speaks to us all differently. But I definitely believe, like, when it does feel lonely or when it does feel like, you don't have anything in your cup. Like you got to come back to the center and think, okay, like, you know, the Lord, like you said, you have a purpose here at the end of the day, you know, and like you need, first off, get yourself a good community. Like if you ever feel like in those moments, it's so easily to isolate yourself and to feel like, what the heck, what did I do? Or like, 
you know it's like, easy to feel alone especially in today's world because yeah. we put so much emphasis on feeling like we're together yeah <laughs> because we have social media which is totally just whatever anyway but yes, yes. i like, agree you with have you. to like have your your people that you trust and that knows you in and out and what like wants to support you and what god has in store for you and those people will help you like keep that fire going you know because we can't be alone in that you can't be alone in when you don't have like your dreams died or like something happened in your life like don't isolate yourself i think there's a big yeah i can do everything on my own attitude this for sure and i can be like that sometimes i am independent but i don't want to be alone Mm -hmm. i don't want to do everything on my own yeah i can make things happen and i believe in the power of independence but i also believe that community is a power and we're made to connect we're made to have connections and to have community so normalize that if you don't have it in the group that you're with right now you can get it yeah step out get uncomfortable message somebody and be like hey let's get coffee it's not that weird it's not as weird I mean, as you're making it. you and i like <laughs> i think i had like i forget we met through a mutual friend but then like we didn't see each other for like a year after that mm-hmm. and i was like you know what like we need to hang out like we need to make this happen and then we finally did and like we've been seeing each other so much more consistently but when we're together, it's just so good because it's, it's so good. like we both have the same intentions of like, all right, like we're, let's walk out this and let's not do it alone. And like we are all in this together and like the Lord is just so good and he brings such great friendships into your life. Like we're your friends, guys. I am you your guys, friend. <laughs> I am your friend. Whoever's listening, I love you. I am your friend. Yeah. <laughs> but like, see. I gave, that bought me some time. <laughs> Adeja's um, cheating. You guys asked her a question and she got the, the mic stopped recording and now she's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> no, but on a real note, I was yes. asking Adeja what piece of advice she would give to someone in general if they're in an uncomfortable situation, want to do something uncomfortable, or just live in life, I guess. Anything. Yeah. No, I definitely, my first question is who are you hanging out with? And People are probably like, what? But I truly believe, like, the people you surround yourself with, they, you be, you end up like them. And, and life, you may not do it right away, but you're slowly picking up those habits. It's not obvious every day, but with time, chunk of time, it's who you are with, you become. And I feel that in any situation, if, um, you know, I'm not saying, like, you know, pick your friends, like, I don't know, fill this application out. Like, I'm not like But it's that. okay to filter them. It like, is. we're talking about going yes. into this year and, like, really making good decisions. It's okay mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I love you, but at a distance. Yeah. Because this is what my circle needs to look like for, for sure. me to flourish. Yeah. It's okay. So that's where I'm just like, yeah. I guess my biggest advice is, like, who are you hanging out with? And are those people fulfilling your life, bringing you closer to Jesus? Are they helping you make great decisions? Are they – going to encourage you to do something uncomfortable like you know someone that sees it's good to have a circle of people that hear your heart and see what you're capable of and that they want to challenge you you mm-hmm. know and a lot of my friends that I've been surrounding myself with that I've been lucky to know is they've been a huge part of when some of my family didn't agree with what I was doing I have a best friend named Chloe like shout out Chloe like <laughs> Chloe, I don't know you, but hello. (laughs) Uh, Chloe, like, she's just one of those people that knows what I'm capable of and knows how much more 
I can like there's no cap. There. She believes in your potential. Exactly. That's and what you, you need in your life. Like that. And um that's what the Lord wants for you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just a very like operating out of that and knowing who you're hanging out with and who you're listening to, who you're le- allowing yourself to pour into. And you just have to take it like that because if you're going to care about what people are saying to you and all of the things and you're just going to keep absorbing other people's comments and what they think, that might not be best for you. Mm-mm. I don't expect you to make that uncomfortable decision. You're going to do what's comfortable in that moment because you're going to care so much of everyone because it becomes noise. And then you're not going to make a decision. Sometimes it's, it's so too loud. loud. Yeah. yeah. And another thing is looking at your day to day because, hey, are you living in turmoil? Are you living in anxiety? Are you living in stress, depression? Are you living in light, hope, love, opportunity? And you can kind of see that. And I'm starting a new book right now. And it's called The Four Agreements. And I read like the first chapter. And it was basically saying like you are God technically like put on earth. Mm -hmm. All of us are like basically like children of God, right? We are. So what happens though is the world warps us and puts like smoky mirrors between us. So we see like an altered version of ourselves that transcribes into reality. So everyone's seeing like smoke when we really could see clearly if we can really get our center back to normal, if we can really like cleanse ourselves of all the noise that you're talking about. And I was like, holy crap, that makes so much sense because have you ever felt like you can't like channel your inner self? Oh, for sure. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, Lord, where's the Holy Spirit at? Like I need to hear it right now. There's just too much noise and like you have to be so careful. And this doesn't mean you can't be that friend that's like the bad friend. Like I've probably been a friend so many times. to be like, you know, light. We're called to be like, you know, Jesus on this like he calls us to be more like him. Like when you read the Bible, it's impossible for you not to be more like him. Yeah, it's, and we all struggle, but we all we have do. to be working towards the same thing to mm-hmm. kind of be on the same team. Obviously, you can reach out to people and be a part of people's lives that you're not on the same floor, maybe. Yeah. And you're not all believing and rooting for the same thing and you're rooting for each other. But I think when it's close community and it's constant contact and it's your day-to-day life, you have to curate that. For sure. Yeah. You got to curate do. it. Yeah. You know, you can't take it lightly. Like where, you know, if I'm going into ministry, like in high school, like I can't take that call lightly, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's like, if that's something the Lord put in my heart, it's like, I can't just be like, all right, well, yeah. So I'm actually going to care more about what this person is saying and that I need to go and, you know, do whatever, like do what everyone amazing. else is doing just yeah. to help everybody else feel comfortable. No, because that then what is the point? Like if I am called to ministry, what about those souls that like the Lord would want me to talk to? Like those people that I need to love. There's just so much purpose. And it. there's purpose in, in – we're talking about being uncomfortable. Yeah. Sometimes the relationships around you are kind of uncomfortable. Like yeah. I've been in friendships that I'm like, oh, this isn't really working anymore. But maybe there's a purpose and there's a reason I'm here. So what can I do to best water this soil? And then I can keep growing in my yeah. own way. But I can still feed the people around me and I can still fuel them. And it may not match. Like we were even talking earlier, like sometimes energy just doesn't match. Yeah. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean you can't influence love and support one another either. Mm-hmm. So figuring out as you get older – And as you get older, you kind of realize not all your friendships can come with you because we were even saying like 22, 23, it's just awkward. Like we're at an age where like everyone expects certain things to be happening or certain people are going at certain paces. So you kind of have 
a manufactured pace for yourself like is this a factory reset like we're all supposed to operate at this capacity yeah and it just doesn't always happen there's no like there's no like formula you know Mm -hmm. like I am not I'm 22 I didn't go to like a college haven't met the love of my life that's okay like that is okay like I have a totally different pace than like another person that is going to college Mm -hmm. totally different thing and you could be in college and your friends in college Totally different pace. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. That's what we do. I'm going to quickly tell you guys that I accidentally didn't turn Adeja's mic on on this next clip. So just bear with me. I'm really loud and obnoxious. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think the hardest part about that is everyone kind of tells us the way our life's supposed to pan out when really we don't have control over a lot of things. Life happens. Like I was saying earlier, I would have liked to do X, Y, Z, but it happened Z, Y, X. Like <laughs> formation and that's okay life is great I'm thankful but there are times that you wonder you know what would it have been like if I did it like that person you know and that's comparison but another or how much easier conversation be? because you always feel like it's harder in your life you <laughs> do for me I do I feel some days I'm like wow like I'm really sitting here thinking man this is hard but it's like you know what? Like you learn so much and it's hard to think that in those moments of like when things you can't control, it's like, what do you do? Being uncomfortable is a blessing. I'm not saying this isn't difficult because you're uncomfortable that you may be thinking about right now, maybe entirely different than Adesia and I is uncomfortable. Like you're uncomfortable, Adesia is not mine. My uncomfortable is something else. Granted, there are a lot of things that can make us both uncomfortable, but when we say that word, everyone's thinking something different, and that is something we can learn from, and it's something that can be wonderful, one, two, hard, but we can always make a purpose out of something, even if it is difficult and there's no reason. I don't always believe there's a reason for everything. Like, we've talked about my life, your life. I don't think there's always a reason, but we can make a purpose. And we can get through that uncomfortable season. We can get through the uncomfortability by having that faith and walking through it, even if it feels like we're walking by- blindly because yeah. we are half the I time. I definitely think like the Lord, I mean, there's a verse that talks about like he, for those who love him, he works everything out for the good. Like, but our love, like we don't always understand when our father does something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's always in some ways, like oh, I have different fatherly situation, but like, in like the world, you know, your father just wants to love and take care of you. And it's like, what, however the Lord pans out your life, it's always good because it's just, that's his nature. And that's like a father's nature. And it's just like, it's never going to pan out the way you think. There are so many times I've been like broken over, oh my gosh, my life didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out, but my life is great. But it turns out like in a way like all of those things that don't make sense, like make sense in the end. It does. It does. And I always have carried that. Like when I, like even growing up as a kid, like I never thought I didn't like church. Like I didn't like, I didn't really even think how much the Lord actually loved me or like, I was right there with you. I didn't yeah. want to go to church when I was younger. Yeah, I That's out. nothing anybody ever talks about either. Everybody acts like they always loved it. I and know. I'm like, I didn't. Is that I bad? But I had to find yeah. out something that works for me. Like, I don't go to the same church anymore, which is fine. Like, wherever you go is great. But you also have to find what works best for you and the way that you receive God the best. Yeah. It's okay to not like a certain place you're at and change it and love it. Yeah. Because that's what it's about is that relationship. Yeah. And it almost just made me, like, as a kid think, you know, oh my gosh, like, can church be fun or cool, you know? And it just makes me want to be even a better leader. Like, 
Jesus is fun and cool. Like, that's why I love being a kids pastor is like, you know, it's not the like coolest title, you know, like me. And I mean, I, over time, I don't really care because I love it, you know? Yeah. And I definitely think that um, growing up, like I just thought, you know, church isn't what something I pictured doing on a Sunday morning where I could sleep in, you know? Right. Like if I could do this, why would I do that? Yeah. Exactly. But now you're literally like preaching to the next generation and kind of to yeah. your younger self that felt that way. Exactly. Like, hey, let me show you why this is so important and what you can learn from it and why this can change your life. I felt that same way when I was younger. It may just be like when you're younger, like a thing yeah. or the way we were introduced. I don't know. It just changes sure. when you get older. Yeah, it's I just different. Like as a kid, I was very like struggling with like few thoughts about my parents and like why they weren't in my life and just like weird things like that. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, but I definitely felt like as a kid, like what the heck, what's my purpose? Like where, can, where do I go? And like, as I've grown up and, um, you know, I surround myself with the right circle of people mm-hmm. that brought me to a place where they're like, Adesia, you are capable of so much. Like, it doesn't matter where you come from or where you go, you know? And so the moment that that clicked for me and the Lord, I just allowed it in. Like, I just said, okay, God, nothing else have worked for me outside of you. So I am going to pursue you and see where this is going to go. Cause your love is nothing I've ever felt before, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I like growing up through that and then going into high school, that's where it really clicked for me where I'm like, okay, like this is, can be uncomfortable. Like, you know what I mean? Pursuing after Jesus and doing all it that. It is. And it's something that I yeah. just hit my mic. So it's probably gonna be loud. It is. And it's something that it's not just a walk in the park every day. Like your pursuit is not a walk in the park every day, but it's a walk worth walking every day. And that's a good reminder to think about no matter what, you always have that relationship with God. And just like you've told me before, like your church family became your family. God, our father became your father, like helped guide you, helped make you have that purpose, see that purpose and gave you a reason to pursue that purpose. And he took that junk that I felt as a kid totally for the good. Like I never, I have no frustration towards anyone or anything in my life with that. Like I have days, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, naturally though, naturally as a human, but I look at all of that and I'm like, shoot, I couldn't have drunk this up. Like whatever, like everything that God has put together. It's like, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Truly. It's part of your walk though, too. Mm-hmm. Not to say anything has a reason, but at the same time, you're able to help influence where you're at in your life because of those things, because of where you've been. You know how many times talking to someone actually like really helps you and you're like, Hey, well, this is what I've been through. And then they're like, Oh, like I'm not the only one. Like I'm not the only one that's been there, but look where you are. And like, you give hope to people for that reason, you know, like, Oh, if Adesia can do it, I can do it. And then it's like, their minds are turning like, Oh my gosh, she's there. I can do that. So if they don't get that where they're from, Right. They get it from you. And that's yeah. a really big role to play in someone's life. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about, like, the Lord is that he has a plan and he loves everyone and has such goodness for their life. And I, like, not to put, not to seem insensitive for any one situation if they feel like they've tried everything. You know what I mean? Because you can try everything and you still feel try, like that. Yeah, yeah. You totally can. And I've been there so many times. But God's grace graces you through a lot and don't be hard on yourself when you feel like 
everything you've done doesn't work. We all feel like that. We there are so many things, and daily. I'll probably feel like this tomorrow, like I'm at an odds end. Yeah. Again, like we always hit our walls. Like you're editing this podcast, and you're probably like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> you know what's you know so what I mean? weird? I was just thinking <laughs> about how I wasn't even going to probably have to edit this thing. Because yeah. we haven't even stopped talking. As well. <laughs> but no, sometimes, I haven't told Adesia a few weeks ago when we ate at, you know, yeah. that I was like having a crisis because I had felt like pressure a little bit with something that's supposed to be fun, like my podcast, and just like wanting to show up in the best way possible. And that's uncomfortable for me. And Adesia looked at me and she was like, it's uncomfortable for a reason. Like you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be where you are and you're doing it for a reason, but it's going to be uncomfortable because there's purpose behind it. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense when there's purpose behind something that you're doing. It can be scary, one. Yeah, it two, does. it's going to be uncomfortable. It's vulnerable. really going to be uncomfortable. And when you're vulnerable, it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, everybody sees me, like, wide open. Like, I'm I'm an open book. And that can sometimes be scary because you're vulnerable. But I feel like it really is a strength. It's something it I admire in other people. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't I admire that in myself? And sometimes you have to be like, okay, that's a good thing about me. I shouldn't be scared of that. For sure. No, yeah. Like, you – I've learned so much from you by just being so open and just, like, willing – you know, and like, you just don't, you don't let anyone stop you. You just go. <laughs> and I love it. Neither do you though. Yeah. Well. You don't either. And I love we're it. We're such good friends. That's why we, <laughs> that's why we hit it off three we years did. ago. <laughs> yes. But yeah, for sure. I think the most important thing that you can do is do the uncomfortable. Yeah. And if you're in the uncomfortable, walk through the uncomfortable and don't stop walking. Yeah. Don't stop. You got to keep going. It'll make you better, even if it doesn't seem like it will right now. And it may be a really hard situation. It may be a hard thing to go for. It may be a hard thing to walk through. But there's purpose in the other side of that uncomfortability. And I promise, like, it's so true. Like, once you get through stuff, it will – you'll see the big picture. Mm -hmm. I don't know when, but it will be shown. And comfortable gets comfortable once you walk through it. yeah. It's like walking through the other side of the fire. For like, sure. you can do you it. You almost get obsessed with it. I know. It's like, oh, I did it. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's kind of like when you do something you're not supposed to and no one's looking, so you do it again. You're like, yes, I'm going to do it again. One more time. Now you're going to see me on <laughs> AA meeting being like, all right, so I'm obsessed with doing things that I'm Send me help because if not, you're never going to see the end of me. (laughs) I'm addicted to being uncomfortable. It's a good thing. You're better for it. And you should do it because it'll pay off. I agree. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love you, Olivia. I love you too. Of course. Adeja's going to go watch The Bachelor. And I actually probably am too. I didn't even know it came on tonight. But whatever, guys. You're going to hear this podcast tomorrow. So. How's The Bachelor doing? Let me know. I'll let you know later. Bye, guys. Bye. Real quick. So, about podcasts right now, right? Now I'm going to be super close in person. (laughs) And they're going to hear my voice. Okay, so literally, this is the most incredible opportunity for me because I've been (laughs) waiting for this since I was eight years old. Literally, I'd be on the toilet and I thought this might take a while. Making good use of my time right now. Making, and I would act like I'm on an interview chair and interview myself. You've been waiting for this. So, Olivia, forever. this is an incredible opportunity. And, and Asia is the smoothest interviewer I've ever met. Very smooth. I never was a practice known. in the bathroom. Let me tell you what. I'm <laughs> the behind the scenes to this moment.
It's been building. It truly has. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Specifically on the toilet. Specifically, <laughs> and me staring at myself in the mirror thinking, on a long summer day while everyone's working, I'm alone. Talking to myself. <laughs> so that's where I came from. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's the day of story. And we're out. We're out of here. <laughs>